Well, welcome to Off the Bench. I hope you guys are having a great day today and you had a great weekend. Today is my favorite day of the week here at the show. This is Mailbox Monday. It's the day when I answer your questions. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to Off the Bench. For those of you who are new to the show, I just want to say I'm glad that you're here. I have been podcasting now for about nine years, and uh, it's a it's a favorite way of mine to just communicate with people. We've got all kinds of issues in the culture right now, and I hope that this podcast is a place where you guys find encouragement and information. I talk about everything here because everything's interesting to me, whether it's education, whether it's politics, whether it's homeschooling, marriage, parenting. Uh, you name it, that's what Off the Bench is for. Really, the goal is to get you guys off the bench and onto the battlefield. Speaking of that, I announced last week that we had opened up a women's retreat, and that retreat is now sold out. It actually sold out in 72 hours, and so we're looking to do another one. We had a whole lot more people try to sign up than we had room for, and so stay tuned for that if that's something that you're interested in. When we have determined a date for the next one, We will get that on the calendar, and then I will let you know as soon as we possibly can. If you guys have never sent a question to me, I'd love to hear from you. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. If you've never left reviews for the show, we would love for you to do that also or for any of the books that I have written. If you're brand new to the show, uh, I'm the author of seven or eight books. I'm starting to lose count. Uh, The flagship book for the series that Tyndale is, uh, is publishing for me is called Becoming Mom Strong, How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. I believe that this generation is facing some very serious and very unique challenges uh, as, as compared to previous generations, largely because we have access to the internet and it's both a blessing and a curse, right? We see this all over the place. And so uh, my role here is really to just encourage you. It's to encourage you through, through books and through uh, writing and through my speaking. And if you're interested in bringing me to your event to speak next year, we are opening up the 2023 calendar right now. And you can find out more information about that in the show notes today, or simply by going to HeidiStJohn.com and clicking on the speaking tab. Uh, and so I'm going to just jump right into it. We've got lots of questions in the in the queue today. And I'm going to get to as many as I can. First one comes from Jen in Illinois. She said, Heidi, I am a birth mother. I was 17 when I placed my son, who is now 22 years old, up for adoption. I have a story. We birth mothers have a story. I always hear stories of adoptive parents, and I often feel alone and isolated as birth mothers are often silent and their stories are often not heard. I understand some choose to keep silent, but at this stage of my life, I feel God is trying to encourage me to share. The overturning of Roe was very moving for me. It brought up so many emotions as my story started with a trip to an abortion clinic. So Jen in Illinois, first of all, thank you for writing in. I love to hear stories of birth mothers because without birth mothers, there would be no adoptive mothers, right? And so these stories are precious. They're important because they shed light on what it's like to find out that you're pregnant, know that you are not in a position to have a baby at that time. And instead of choosing to take the life of that child, you do the most selfless thing that a mother can do. And that is to put that baby up for adoption. And so I would actually love to hear your story. So Jen, if you're interested in coming on the show, you can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Just go ahead and film that form out and the staff will reach out to you. Make sure you leave your phone number. The staff will reach out to you and they will send you the form that it takes to become a guest 
on the show. And that goes for all of you. If you're listening to the show and you think, man, you know, I know a guest that would be great for the Off the Bench podcast. We would love to hear from you. That is the way to do it. Just let us know there are there's an option at the forum for guest ideas. We would love to hear from you. I would love to highlight some birth mothers. I agree with you, Jen. The overturning of Roe v. Wade has opened up a brand new opportunity for us to speak life into the culture, to say that every child is made in the womb. The Bible says we're formed in the womb in the image of God. It's what the Bible study for the month of October is about, which brings me to my next point. I am uh, the founder and executive director of Mom Strong International. If you guys have never checked that out, now's a great time to do it. I took a year and a half off because I ran for Congress. So for those of you who are new to the show, I just spent the last year and a half running for Congress in the great state of Washington, and I lost the primary, and I'm coming back now, so I will be here. I'm going to continue to talk about politics, by the way. I'm not disinterested. I'm very interested in what's happening in our country politically, and I'll continue to talk about that. But I'm going to step back into the full-time writing and teaching role at MomStrong International. The very first study that I am writing for MomStrong International is a study on identity, and we're talking about who God says we are. I've spent quite a bit of time tackling the issues of sex and gender and what the Bible says about our identity. So if you're if you've never been a part of Momstrong or maybe you were and you haven't been for a while, now's a great time to come back momstronginternational.com. That study will start with my teaching the first Monday in October. Kathy in Idaho is feeling discouraged by the current situation. Well, guess what, Kathy? Uh, you're not alone. She writes my adult daughter talks to me daily about what she hears on podcasts, about what our government is doing and planning to do financially through our food system, farmers, et cetera. I'm having a hard time staying joyful. It drags me down, but it's the truth. What can I do? So the first thing I always tell parents, because I've gotten this question before in the last several years, especially, we certainly felt this way in the middle of COVID, right? When we realized, oh my goodness, we're being ruled by tyrannical, ungodly, wicked, unscientific, unwise, unscrupulous people very discouraging but you got you can't live in that place right so if i lived in what i saw in politics for the last year and a half i'd be in a fetal position behind my bedroom door but that's not what i'm doing because i know that greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world i know that god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind i also know that this world is not my home the bible teaches us that as believers we don't seek this city we seek a city to come whose architect and builder is god and uh, at the time of this recording my uh, my mom's husband, my stepdad was dying, I would imagine, by the time this show airs, because I'm getting ready to leave for St. Louis, where I'll be speaking for the Homeschool Leaders Conference. I'm imagining that my stepdad will have gone home to be with the Lord. Listen, you guys, our lives are a vapor. Solomon said that we are only here for a little while. And so our job is to figure out what does God want us to do? You're born for this time in human history. And so to look at what's happening, this is an exciting time to be a Christian because we're watching prophecy after prophecy be fulfilled in Scripture. There's really nothing left in the Bible uh, but for the return of the Lord. And so we look for that as Christians, but we don't become so heavenly minded that we're no that we're of no earthly good. In other words, uh, the Bible talks about um, having dominion over the earth, right? This is straight out of the book of Genesis, that we are called to have dominion over the earth, to be kind, to be sharing the gospel, you have a job to do. And so rather than uh, letting this discourage you, Kathy, I would let it motivate you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. What can you do to bring life and hope to the people around you? What can you do to shepherd people in the gospel? It's the reason that I'm writing 
on identity for the month of October because we have forgotten who we are and we are who God says we are. So no amount of pronoun finagling or uh, or indoctrination or leftist ideology that says that there is no God and we're just descended from animals, uh, it doesn't change the truth, right? So if I decide one day that the earth is flat, it doesn't mean that the earth is flat. It means that I don't understand the truth anymore, that I'm no longer walking in the truth. If I decide I don't believe in gravity, gravity doesn't care. Gravity is going to have its way. If I decide right now to walk out of the studio and I don't pay attention to where I'm walking and I trip down the steps, gravity will have its way. And so we are called to live in the truth. So I would just encourage you, our joy, joy is a fruit of the spirit. It's not dependent on our circumstances. Joy is the unmistakable sign of the presence of God at work in our lives. And God has something he wants us to do, a unique gift, a unique a unique talent. Uh, one of the things that I've done for MomStrong International for the month of October is talk about, uh, I think it's in week three, that I just asked the, the, the people who are filling out that Bible study to talk a little bit about their gifts and their abilities. The Bible says that God's created us with unique gifts and abilities. And when we become born again, those gifts and abilities are repurposed for the Lord. And so you've got something to do, Kathy. And so uh, I think it's okay. Listen to what's going on so that you can be aware, right? We don't want you to be uninformed about what's going on around you. But your hope is not in this world. It's not in the systems of this world. It's not in our worldly form of government. Our hope is in the Lord, the Bible says, the maker of heaven and earth. And so, Kathy, that's where I would encourage you to live and to rest and to find your joy. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. So welcome back, you guys. Mindy in Kentucky has a question about homeschooling. She wrote, Heidi, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. Thanks for your encouragement. My daughter started kindergarten this year, and we knew public school was not an option. The Lord led us to a part-time Christian school three days a week that partners with parents in homeschooling for the rest of the week. She is an only child, and I do not know one single family that homeschools one child. Well, guess what, Mindy? I know lots and lots of people that homeschool a single child, and in fact, uh, a dear friend of mine wrote a blog called Ben and Me all about her journey as a single, um, a mom of a singleton that she was homeschooling. So you got, you might want to check that out. She says, uh, Mindy goes on to say, we are active in our church and other activities, but I, I struggle with the social aspect of wanting her to be around people. What are your thoughts on this? So socialization comes up, whether it's a single child or whether you like me and you've got, you know, a whole bunch of kids in the home, socialization is an issue. When people ask me, are you worried about socialization? I always say, yes, I am 100%. That would be why I took my kids out of the public school system because the Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. Now you can find bad company in your own home, right? You can find bad company at a Christian school. You can find it in a public school. The beautiful thing about homeschooling is that you're aware of who the company is that your children keep. Here at the Homeschool Resource Center, there are about 1,800 students here. There are lots of kids that uh, that are interacting with each other throughout the day. We have a very strict policy here about what we expect of students when they're here on campus. We expect the parents to stay with them. Why? Because the Bible says that parents are the primary educators of their children. That doesn't mean that the parents here are going to classes with their children. That just means that if a situation arises, those parents are on campus and we can get a hold of them because we're not here to shepherd and and, uh, and parent their children. I will say this, when you've got one child, I do believe it's more important because you want that child to have friendship, right? Your child is going to learn socialization from you. I do not know when we came up with this crazy idea that socialization means you throw one five-year-old 
into a classroom full of 15 or 16 or 30 other five-year-olds and somehow that qualifies as socialization. It's like straight out of the Lord of the Flies. I don't understand when that got to be the standard for socialization. Socialization just means that you're teaching your children to interact with the world around you. No better place to do that than Walmart. Right. So you take your kids shopping, go to the bank, go to the library, you know, uh, you homeschool your children so that they can be ready for the world, not so that you can hide them away and and uh, and struggle with how to teach them to be with other people. So I create opportunities for your children or for your child. Certainly get involved in a homeschool cooperative. You guys know how I feel about the importance of parents needing other parents who homeschool their kids just because, hey, I want to be able to talk to you about my day and have you tell me whether or not, you know, what it, whether or not you thought that was normal, right? There is no such thing as normal, by the way. It's just a setting on your washer. And so the importance of socialization, I think, cannot be understated, mostly because I don't want moms to feel isolated, particularly through the homeschool years. But most of the time when I talk to parents about socialization, I always tell them, you're probably doing a much better job than you think you are behind every fantastic kid is a mom or a dad that's pretty sure they're screwing it up. So hang in there. Just but just by the fact, Mindy, that you wrote me this letter tells me that you've probably got a pretty good uh, eye on what's going on with your kid. And I bet you, you've got your finger on the pulse of that child's life, both socially and academically. So I just want to encourage you, Mindy, keep at it. I had a political question from Ashley in Pennsylvania. She said, Heidi, how am I going to get over the guilt of voting for a lower sen- Senate candidate which allowed Dr. Oz to become the leader. Well, here's the thing. So you guys heard me talk about that. Something very weird is happening in politics right now. I absolutely lived through this here in Washington state and we are sending people and Dr. Oz is a perfect example. We are sending people, uh, Dr. Oz won his primary against somebody like Kathy Barnett, tried and true conservative. I've been scratching my head for months over how this could happen. And a large part of the reason it happens is because Trump comes in and he puts his finger on the scale. Trump, probably the most well-known figure in the world, is President Trump. And he comes in and he he, he loves to put his finger on the scale of these races and tip them in his favor. And he has been very successful in places like Washington State and in places like uh, Pennsylvania. And all I can tell you is the thing that we don't want is to be overrun by uh, leftists who are going to continue to push this country farther and farther off of a cliff. I I long for a time when Republicans remember what it means again to be a Republican. If we want to run for office as Republicans, we should have a history of conservatives. People should be able to say that person's been a conservative their whole life and now they want to run to represent conservatives in the Senate or in Congress or whatever. Unfortunately, Dr. Oz doesn't have a history of conservatism and that worries me, but he is the only choice you have in Pennsylvania right now, unless you're going to let Fetterman take that seat, which would absolutely be an unmitigated disaster. And so I wouldn't feel guilty uh, voting for a lower Senate Senate candidate, which allowed Oz to become a leader. I'm going to do what I think is best in terms of electing our leaders. And we're going to find out. And I frankly think some of these guys are going to do are going to do great. And other ends, we're going to scratch our head and go, wow, look at that. We just elected a person who's not really a conservative. There is a difference, by the way, between populism and conservatism. And uh, I've been saying this for 18 months or longer. Uh, we, we are in trouble in this country, the Republican Party, in large part because we've forgotten what it means to be a Republican. We've got to do a better job 
of securing good candidates and finding good candidates and vetting good candidates and asking the right questions instead of just, did you get the endorsement of so-and-so? Endorsements mean nothing when somebody goes to vote on policy. Policy is everything in politics. And so it concerns me that you guys are left to vote for somebody like uh, Mehmet Oz, who I think is going to be a disaster compared to Kathy Barnett, who actually was a conservative. But Oz is the only only guy you've got right now. Uh, if 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 uh, if you don't if you don't if you're not going to vote for him, you're going to get a guy who's a hundred percent worse. The same thing's happening here in Washington State. There are several people running uh, as conservatives here that I am very troubled by. But I'll tell you what, I'm more troubled by the communists that are trying to take over our country. I'm more troubled by open borders. I'm more troubled by continuing to print money. I'm more troubled by uh, tipping our economy absolutely on its head and turning the medical establishment into a laughingstock. That's much more concerning to me than voting for a Republican that I'm less than enthusiastic about voting for. And so uh, hang in there, Ashley. You know, I've been giving this a lot of prayer and eventually we've actually been working on something here. And I'm going to announce it probably in the next six months that I'm very excited about because we've got to change the way that we uh, that we do politics in this country. And unless and until we do, I think we're still going to we're going to continue to slide farther and farther away from the original intent of the founders, which is laid out in the Constitution. Really quickly, I've got one more question I will answer today from Jenny in California. She said, Heidi, what do you say to parents who can no longer afford private Christian school? I agree with you. There is evil in the public school, but we also saw it in private school. Homeschooling is not an option because I work. So I addressed this sort of from a different angle, I guess, last Monday at Mailbox Monday. But Jenny, here's here's the thing. When you are absolutely forced to put your kid in a public school, and I mean, you'd have to, I would have to be, boy, I don't even know what would have to happen to me to put my kids in a public school at this point. But if that's the only option that you have, I would say do everything you can to be 100% involved in what's happening in your child's school. You're going to have to work overtime to be talking to your child, communicating with your child, knowing who your child's hanging out with, looking at the curriculum. What are the posters that are hanging on the walls at the schools? What are the things that they're teaching the kids that are not related to science and history and math and reading? Absolutely pay attention to what's happening with the sex ed uh, instruction that's happening in the schools. Because as I've said a million times, these schools are injuring our children. They're going to tell your kids, that if they're a boy, they can become a girl, which is a lie from the pit of hell. So many things, you know, uh, uh, comprehensive sex education, critical race theory, the, six, the 1619 Project. I can go on and on and on. The teachers unions are completely bankrupt. And tomorrow I'm going to bring Suzanne Gallagher on the show. She is the president of Parents' Rights and Education. She's going to give you guys some really important steps. If you're a teacher listening to this, get out of the teachers' unions. The National Educators Association, one of the most corrupt unions on the face of the earth, get out of those unions and start standing up for yourself. You've got lots of options. I've had people on the show to give you guys options. We'll talk about some of them tomorrow. But if you can't afford a private Christian school and you can't homeschool, the only alternative that I can see is to be as as involved as you can possibly get. Go to the BTA meetings, go to your school board meetings, look at your curriculum, uh, be very involved in the lives of your kids because you don't get a do-over when you're raising your kids. You get one shot at it. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and ask him to have mercy. And I believe he will extend both. You guys are awesome. Thank you for sending questions. And to me, if you have a question you'd like to be addressed here at the show, just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You will find a form there where you can leave guest ideas for me. And as I said at the top of the hour, 
If you are interested in sharing your story of being a birth mother uh, or even a birth dad, I would love to hear from you. Again, that's HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I hope you guys will join me at MomStrong International for more encouragement and exhortation from the Word of God. We produce Bible studies there every single month. You don't have to be a mom to join us. We do something there also called Kids Strong. If you've got children or grandchildren, we're going to teach you how to take what you're learning and pass it on to your children because you can't pass on what you don't possess. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.